0: Hello, and welcome to the Shipping Smarter podcast, where we talk about all things e-commerce. My name is Chris Madden. I'm the co-founder and director of smartsend.com.au. And today I'm talking to Chris Hogan from Me Media. How are you doing today, Chris?
1: Very good. Thanks, Chris.
0: (laughs) Two Chrises. Mm. (laughs) Mm. So, Chris, can you tell us a little bit about Me Media how you started and uh, and what you guys do, please.
1: Sure. So uh, Me Media started uh, way back in 1998 uh, when I was a sole trader uh, building e-commerce websites. So I had to actually custom develop uh, my own platform and uh, deliver that to several clients over the course of around... Uh, three to four years, and, you know, all good things start in the garage. So we were just like most small businesses. Um, we started in a garage and then we grew uh, basically over a client over a course of around uh, six years. Um, <clears throat> I think it was six, eight years actually, uh, to 2006 when we incorporated as a company and, and I left all those uh, contract gigs as full-time jobs, and uh, uh, that I had on, you know, while running me media on the side at night until three a.m. in the morning, and um, and then yeah, had our first employee in two thousand and seven, and and then bloomed into becoming a, a a marketing agency because our clients just kept asking for, you know, that that whole chestnut. So what now? What next? You know? Cool. And
0: well, that's um, that's pretty incredible. You started out in e-commerce before even e-commerce was really a big deal in Australia. Then,
1: that's correct. Yeah. So there wasn't any off-the-shelf platforms that you could purchase back in the day. Um, so there was uh, some some open-source solutions um, that you could download and and uh, sort of customize and that's actually what i based uh the first uh shopping cart system off um offer for my for my clients and and um had to learn uh php uh, from a book um <laughs> so that was pretty funny um even you know that sort of stuff doesn't exist now uh so much so yeah they uh the university degree that I did was a Bachelor of Multimedia, but but we uh, we didn't learn PHP programming. So uh, needless to say, I just had to teach myself that, and and funnily enough, became a you know fully fledged developer. But um, I was always creative, so then I was a designer, developer, uh, you know, man of many talents, jack of all trades, and uh, I'd say you'd probably say professional of none too.
0: Well, I would say that you would then be in a really fantastic position um, to advise anybody um, who's a current trader or thinking about starting an e-commerce business, the best way to build their businesses and what they need to do to um, increase uh, their visibility and um, customer retention.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So in the the early days... I was very lucky. Uh, actually, my first um, my first e-commerce client was actually uh, a supplement company here on the Gold Coast, Body Science. And so, you know, uh, Greg Young was one of the founders of Body Science, and he was he was uh, adamant that uh, he wanted to, you know, push the boundaries of of what was capable or what was seen to be capable in in uh, e-commerce land and uh so he was always thinking uh, far far um, more ahead than most people and and so when we actually launched e-commerce websites um he actually uh, first of all uh, we we did that for ourselves we mostly used the platform not to sell online for body science that was it was seen as a bit of a no-no back in the, in, in the day when a a uh, brand a manufacturer would actually sell direct to the public as well as you know uh, sell wholesale to retailers. So we didn't do that. Um, but what happened was he helped me. Um, well, we, we inadvertently because we we knew the technology, we knew marketing very well, and we knew the e-commerce landscape. We actually helped some. Of the retailers that their Body Science was serving to um, go online as well, and and start up their e-commerce uh, shopping carts, and so uh, he he was very uh, accommodating um, to those to those retailers and also to myself um, by by leading me to those those clients and saying, hey, well, these are your clients, so. Um, I'm only, you know, I'm only basically helping you to um, serve them and, and then um, forever after they're your clients. They're not body science clients. And, oh. yeah, and so uh, that was a great, there were, there were two great leads um, created there. The, the first one was uh, Vitamin King. So Vitamin King were, were known to be one of the biggest supplement companies in Australia. Albeit, you know, they were vitamins um, and supplements, and uh, they were operating out of Sydney. And the the most amazing thing happened back in the day when you put an e-commerce website up online, and and that was that you'd get a sale probably day one, uh, if not day two, and you'd probably you'd have several by the end of the week just by launching it. You didn't have to do anything so this was even this was pre-social media and as well and uh and also pre pre uh adsl so pre-fast internet um actually no it wasn't pre pre pre-adsl that was a couple of gigs before that but um no they were they were still the internet wasn't anywhere near as fast as it was or is now so So, um, and then Sporty's Health was, was the next one. And funnily enough, Sporty's Health is still a customer today.
0: Cool. So I love those um, when you you look after a customer and then you're with them for the whole journey. And we certainly have several of those too. And, and you've watched them grow and develop. And it's it's really exciting.
1: Yeah, I think the growth's been mutual, which is I think it's fantastic as well. You know, we actually grow together. So, you know, sporties have been those those guys saying, you know, so what now? Um, and we would say, so back in the day, it was uh, well, you know, Google AdWords came along, so I suggest you do that, um, and so on and so forth, and and you know, and and then. Next, thing you know, uh, another client comes along and wants an e-commerce website, and then you build that, and then they're all immediately doing Google AdWords because that's the the first thing that they needed to do back in the day. Things have changed now, of course. So, you know, it's not it's not the first point of call, but uh, there's definitely been a lot of evolution uh, in e-commerce, and and where we're at today is where we're, we're probably better known as a content marketing agency. So one of the biggest areas that nearly all businesses um, fail on is that uh, they fail to create assets in their business that educate, entertain or inspire their customers. And, uh, and they also fail to do it regularly and consistently in line with their values and purpose. So why is it then that we're discussing e-commerce and and content marketing strategy? Well, it's because e-commerce operators, so shopping cart owners, they generally, you know, don't focus enough attention on the product page and what what information and assets they can provide to their customer in order to educate, entertain and inspire them. Now, why do they want to do that? Well, put it this way, if I actually came to your website and saw a product that I was interested in but needed to know more information and the information wasn't available on your website, what am I going to do straight away? Is that I'm going to leave that website and I'm going to start Googling. And then I'm going to find other retailers, potentially even the manufacturer, who's got all of the information. Um, and and then now I'm in this whole sea of competitors uh, that you, you know, helped me, you know, acknowledge their existence. And now you're just like a number, so I don't really. I'm not really sure why I should actually do business with you because um, then, you know, some are cheaper and all that sort of stuff. So the e-commerce content marketing strategy should be the first the first point of call uh, or the first, uh, the first reason why you would embark on this strategy, uh, the first strategy should be to keep people on your site longer. Uh, and so if you keep them on there longer, then there's more chance that they're going to transact, okay, and makes uh, sense. yeah, <laughs> it's it's pretty pretty simple math. And then, okay, they leave. So, right, you've got a Facebook pixel on your site, but how do they get there? They probably went there on their mobile phone. Um, you know, the Apple up, recent Apple update, you know, doesn't allow tracking. Uh, f- from website browsing to Facebook app, unless you have explicitly said yes, do it now. So um, that's a new update from Apple just this year. So there is a little bit of, um, of a challenge there in actually being able to remarket to those people. But let's just say that those barriers don't exist for the moment. You would then absolutely have some kind of content that would reach out to those people that have visited your website and tell them either one, why you're the best customers, sorry, best uh, shopping cart merchant to do business with, or two, uh, why the product that they were looking at is so amazing and why they need to buy it. Now, in 20, uh, sorry, in 2011, Google came out with a research study which was called the Zero Moments of Truth, and basically what that meant was that there's, they believe that uh, customers take seven hours uh, and eleven different interactions across four different channels before they will do business with you, because, like I said, you're you're one of many in in possibly what's termed a a boiling red ocean now there's there's e-commerce merchants everywhere everyone is selling online now so how are you differentiating yourself And why should i be doing business with you maybe it's the way you ship you know maybe maybe it's the way um you give back to the community maybe it's your warehousing policies maybe it's uh you know, maybe it's the cause that you support or maybe it's the products that you uh, purchase and, and, and sell and that they are actually uh, unique in, in some aspect. So they could be environmentally friendly, for example, and that's mostly what, what people respect and acknowledge a lot nowadays is that products are environmentally sustainable or environmentally friendly uh, they don't have stupid amounts of plastic in their packaging and things like that because yeah. um, there's, there's nothing worse than getting something, you know, delivered to you and going, oh, super excited to open this and then seeing a polystyrene, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, case inside a box and plastic bags and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. You know, there, there's a fair amount of people that are well-educated on on what, how much rubbish exists in the world and, and, and they don't really enjoy being a part of it uh, so they don't really want to receive that stuff.
0: No they don't and there is a myriad of um, environmentally friendly packaging op- options available now um, right down to a um, you can make a mold with a mushroom meniscus now so um that you don't actually need to use the foam and then when you break it out and open the product you can just throw it on the garden it will completely decompose
1: absolutely yep. that's a beautiful thing all right yep. um and and so you know, e-commerce merchants need to think about the products that they're that they're selling uh, they need to think about well, what problem are they actually solving um, by selling these products? Are they solving? Are they solving a problem, or are they just another number? Because if they're not solving a problem, then really, you know, their success is probably limited. You know, their lifespan is probably limited. Um, yeah. But. Look, Getting back to the content that they create, it should be created in line with their values and purpose. So if they say that their values are, you know, about being environmentally friendly or, or supporting their local community or, or, or all of these types of things. So locals are just another thing. Where are they getting their products from? Are they actually made in China or are they made here in Australia? Finding Australia-made stuff is actually really difficult these days. Um, but I believe it's on a comeback because more and more people are willing to pay for locally made product. Okay. Uh, so um, because what does that do? It just reduces, you know, the amount of money that goes offshore. It helps, helps people have a job. You know, I know a lady in, in, uh, in the Blue Mountains who creates um, environmentally friendly confetti you know, which is made just made out of leaves and etc. and she uses environmentally friendly packaging and all this sort of stuff, and and it gets, it, you know, all the brides love it. Oh, how uh, super it,
0: cool is that?
1: Yeah, and it's beautiful. It's beautiful, and it smells gorgeous as well, and so <clears throat> it's made here. Now, you know, it, it didn't have to travel, you know, across the sea. Uh, all of these types of things. It, it, it created a job or multiple jobs, um, all of those types of things. So, yeah. you know, people absolutely love these types of products.
0: So just on that, do you believe that COVID has bought, um, made people readdress the amount of stuff that we get and that, you know, I've noticed a big push for Australian made since COVID started?
1: Yes, Absolutely. It's been, it's been quite a... I mean, there's been a lot of positives that have come out of COVID. Uh, and and absolutely, uh, local made products is, is one of them. Support local businesses. Um, and, also, and we say local, we well, mean Australian. We don't mean, you know, it doesn't have to come from, you know, your next door neighbour. But, yeah, we mean Australian. And there's multiple reasons for that, but the, the reduction in plastic and, and being more environmentally conscious, you know, climate change was the biggest social issue of 2020. Why was that? Because, you know, Netflix was on. People were at home and they watched a lot of Netflix and David Attenborough's um, Our Planet also you know, was trending uh, as one of the, the, the top shows on Netflix at the time and there was a lot of education there around being environmentally friendly. So and then Spiracy has also come out and, and so uh, Game Changers came out not long before that. So people are very much into you know, these environmentally uh, conscious beliefs and values. But getting back to the content that gets created off the back of that, so, okay, you've got some locally created stuff that's beautiful and environmentally friendly, okay, right. There's the content that you can be creating uh, and and going nuts on. And, yes, you're most likely going to have to create it yourself. Unfortunately, manufacturers are way too busy to be able to create, you know, the content that really uh, – you need as an e-commerce merchant to sell their product. So, look, we've all got video cameras in our pockets um, and and we can, some of us can write, some of us can design. So there's, there's no, there's not too many excuses for us to not be creating content. And then when we create that content, we educate the, the customer about, You know, why this product's so good, why you're the ideal company to be selling it um, because of your values, because of all the products you stock are, you know, in line with your values, and therefore you're being 100% authentic, and when you're authentic, people can see it, you know. Uh, It it, it shows up in your marketing. It shows up in your day-to-day business activities. It shows up in your product buying. And, uh and yeah there's, there's some things that are still going to be hard to do but that's okay if you can't be 100% because the industry industries don't allow it. for example I really believe that uh, hemp plastic you know uh, should be you know widely distributed should be a massive thing and that all plastic products could be replaced with hemp um, and and but um, we don't have the manufacturing industry to support it. Okay, bummer. You know, so if I wanted a hemp-based, um, you know, e-commerce store and I had to use uh, some kind of plastic, but there, there are other based plastics. There are plant plastics out there, so i just have to go that way. Uh, yeah. At least there is an alternative, which is great now. There wasn't probably five years ago. No. So these kind of things are coming out um, more and more now. Mostly, um, I think there's been a lot of time for people to reflect, and um, but then business has set back in. So yeah, e-commerce is, is boomed, and lots of people have set up their stores, maybe possibly too late, but that you know anybody that had a store that wasn't really like. You know, cranking as well as the, it could have pre twenty twenty. It's probably doing quite well now, uh, and and but they can't forget that. Okay, they're, they're the success they had then may not continue unless they constantly innovate or evolve. And it, where they need to innovate or evolve mostly is in their content creation.
0: Okay. Hmm. Okay, so explain how the content creation then helps them to, apart from education, um, is gets optimised um, in their stores.
1: So so it's the placement within their store. So look, all e-commerce brands should have a blog. And then um, those blogs are then most likely highly relevant to... Uh, a select number of products on their website. So then they they should be interlinked. Now, product pages should actually be able to tell me, right, here's a blog that's related to this product. Uh, Now, in blogs, you can have all sorts of types of content. You know, you can have videos, photography, graphic design, infographics, audio, uh, you name it. And, and so, therefore, you can store a lot of that content inside that blog, but if you've got video content that is unique to that product, it should be on the page on its own as well. So as I scroll down the page, I should be able to see more content that educates me on the product um, and inspires me to want to do business with you. Uh, by by you uh, creating like an emotional response to that content. So when we when we have an emotional response to to content on people's websites or on social media, it it becomes far more ingrained within our uh, psyche as a, as a customer or a or consumer, if you want to use that word. I don't like that word okay. much. But. Yeah, so, and when, yes, when we, when we have an emotional response, it means that we actually will remember more about how you made us feel. And, and so it's more likely that you will uh, win in, win out against other competitors uh, that are just simply telling me the facts in a bullet point list, for example. Okay. So, so your product page can have multiple pieces of content. What about the podcast that you did last week on on the related topic to that product? Or did you actually pick up that product and talk about it on your podcast and why it's so awesome? Uh, did you do your own tests on that product? You know, for example, um, what's your personal experience with that product? Podcasts are a great place to do that. You know, for example, you know... Um, Joe Rogan I always refer back to him because you know he's a superstar that most people know on in the podcasting world, and 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 his ad, advertisements are always about his experience with that person's product. So, and and that's what people like. He's an influencer, right? So yeah. people are like, well, if Joe Rogan thinks it's good, then I might give it a shot. Yeah. Right, but, but you don't have to be Joe Rogan to influence people. If you actually think it's good and your passion shines through for that product, then passion actually sells just as well as influence does. Yeah,
0: yeah. exactly. Mm. All right, so if our customers or listeners wanted to um, get in touch with Me Media, um, how do they do that?
1: Hit the website, memedia.com.au. We're on the socials, uh, Instagram. You can search for me media there. But, and LinkedIn uh, is where we mostly hang out. We also have a podcast, which is called The Proactive Podcast, uh, available on Apple and Spotify. And YouTube is the channel where we upload all of our podcasts as well because we don't just do audio. We, we're massive uh, fans of, of video content. And uh, by all means, check us out there and subscribe to that channel.
0: Okay, cool. Thanks for your time today, Chris. I really, really appreciate it and your insights are invaluable. Um, And uh, I'll look forward to uh, taking the opportunity to chat to you again at a later date. Thanks, Chris. No worries. Thanks, Chris. Bye.